be witnessing the beginning of an era that will mean the complete annihilation of man. There is no in-between. This is what happens when you bring chicks into the party. This is what happens. Nobody's listening. You're listening wrong. Yeah. God. Your ears are defective. You know, this tuna and rice cake is shockingly good. I don't understand. I think you're just hungry. What kind of rice cake? Is it plain or? Is there another kind? Well, you get... uh, cinnamon apple? Apple's yeah, terrible. if you're gay. <laughs> Or a woman. <laughs> or a woman. Gay rice cakes. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually made by gay guys. <laughs> yes. Now yeah, I, I have can an hear. Idea. <laughs> can we take a break now? <laughs> Was that our podcast warm up? Although minutes? it's only in the left ear. <sighs> no, well, that's I'm, one more ear than I got. So you're I good. Did not raise I her that you way. Were use your <laughs> your little yeah. earbuds not work. They uh, they're made for like that lightning connector. Well, here you can take these. Oh, go ahead. Does this work? What are you reaching in your pocket for, sir? <laughs> Candy. <laughs> you help me work? find my dog? No, that's what they are. Oh. I need one with a round. Oh, I always just carry one of these with me wherever I go. Do you I'm, want these? No, go ahead. Seriously. Yeah. Check okay. one, two. Okay, I'm hot. Are you hot? That's what we hear. Got women, so throwing, hear. Got women throwing their so fat vaginas at you this week. <laughs> it, just, it just went out. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're, we're earphoneless, I guess. Yeah. We're just gonna, we just want to do the whole show headphone, yeah. headphoneless. Not, I don't know. Tops off. Just stay on your marks. Stay on your damn mark. You'll be all right. Is my level <laughs> levelish or no? Yeah, it's good. Sounds Look at your little yeah. meter there. My meter. I can meter. hear Rob chewing. Is that your Peter meter? <laughs> <laughs> hey, num, num, have y'all num. seen those uh, YouTube videos? I've seen What's YouTube. YouTube? YouTube. 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 No, no, no. Where people? <laughs> what is this? Where, where people get on there and they like bite and a they pickle. do videos. <laughs> they bite a pickle because like some people are Publish like. Them where the world like sees it's them? a fetish. Oh, Have no, you seen I've that thing called that. YouTube pickle where these people fish? are biting pickles? It's, where it's they awesome. they go and then. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole like they there's a crunching fetish because that'll get you killed anywhere around here. I mean, you go crunch on something. Well, I'm sure people find it. Like my rice cake. No, no, no. I'm I'm telling you. Nathan at the office uh-huh. had a podcast for a, or a uh, YouTube where that's what they did. He and some guys just ate things for the noise and people would subscribe to that just to hear them. And there's a whole term for it and everything. It's crazy. That's really? a whole subculture. But there's also people who like. But it's sexual, but not sexual at the same time. Yeah. It's just a, I like this. Like yeah. I go with that like meme. there's like a phobia around it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I go with that meme that says, if I can hear you chewing, I fantasized about your death. Mm. That's that's me. I don't, we'll I don't be happy you're not. A, you don't have earbuds right now. <laughs> yeah. He is chewing it up over here. <laughs> that is not a recording. I fantasize about his death, but mostly that's like during squats. <laughs> what episode is this? Uh, hell, I don't know. I was gone. Is it you're nine, the one that nine? uploads them. Uh, nine, nine, yes. Nine. Nine. This is nine. episode nine, nine of the Navigating Distrovial Podcast. Oh my god. That's so good. Oh. Brought to you by tuna and rice cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you putting the tuna on the rice cake like a delivery vehicle? No, or is it also gay? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm having some Jack Daniels. I don't. I don't want any. Ra- well, tell me about. Everybody this. is shocked. <laughs> tell, tell me about that spork you're using. Is that gay? 
It's not. It, this is a traditional a tradi- spoon. It's just <coughs> just plastic, plastic cockery. Mm. Smells very very cockery. Cockery. Plastic cockery fork. I am practicing like cockery. Pour a little bit cockery. more there, Jason. You like have? Well, it's just, it's, it, this is a sipper. Nobody gave me a cup. So. Oh, I thought you was abstaining. Or Pour it on the rice cake. Ooh, that's what the maple's for. I still need to take that maple bourbon home and make pancakes. Or no, oh. waffles. Waffles, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, for all of you, if, if anybody's still here, <laughs> Ca- Caleb's not joining us today because he has some horse shit about moving out of some oh, house oh, in oh. Atlanta. Will stay in here an option? I mean, can I leave? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that a requirement? So uh, uh, Houston's bride, Sid, is back for Hello. like her third or fourth time. I'm not sure. So I'm just assuming that they have an agenda. So I'm going to sit here and eat tuna and rice cakes and drink whiskey. And uh, I think Jason's just going to drink. And we're going to let these two go. And then Jason and I will just be the color commentary. Yeah. So awesome. Why you got to bring color into it? So you guys do your Sonny and Cher thing. Go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you got stuck with me, babe. <laughs> okay. That's strong. That, that is really strong. strong. <clears throat> I'm not going to call that a sipper. Wow. Okay. That might be that boat I'm going to call that a, like a, you should barely just dip. It's a dipper. You dip your tongue in it because uh, if yeah, you sip wow. it. Are I we mean, still talking about whiskey? Depends <laughs> <laughs> on where you're at. Uh, I am, personally. Now, we went over to Sunny and Chair, so you know, I'm not sure. Occasionally, but. I have to trim my nose hairs, but I don't today. <laughs> <laughs> that that got me a little yeah. bit. I, was, I thought it was just like because I'm drinking coffee well, and had that. But. It says it's 133.7 mm. proof, so I'm not sure exactly what that means, but. I think this is raw moonshine with brown color food color in it. They couldn't just go to 134. I don't know. Yeah, they could have put the point seven on there, but it's a Jack Daniels like special well, small batch. Well, that's like barrel. somebody saying I'm six one and a half. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Wow. Okay. Speaking well, I don't have an agenda because I just found out literally like an hour, maybe an hour and a half ago, right? That I could actually make it today. Oh, we determined your agenda. Well, we've, we've decided since you're in Caleb's seat, you get all the Bible questions, oh, Christian sh- questions. Today. Okay, so time out. Well, you've you, always, you guys are screwed. You always have an agenda. We're all I mean, you're deep state. I mean, seriously, right. I mean, you rolled in with an agenda. That's yeah. why you're here. In quotation marks. Yeah. I don't have an have agenda. An agenda just to listen. and. Yeah. So, babe, take it away. Wait, what? Oh. What are we talking <laughs> so, about? Um, Who, who's here? Do we need to do? We haven't done oh, yeah. any introductions in a while. Jason, what are you doing these days? <clears throat> uh, well, I'm back in town. And paying for being gone. So. How did the birthday celebration? Oh, it was go? good. It was uh, Savannah's an awesome place. Did she enjoy it, or was it all about you? Yes. Okay. I don't even know what that question means, but okay. It was her birthday, though. It was her, her birthday, celebration. Yeah. She yeah. had a good time. Yeah. yeah. You did your part. Yeah. She always. Well, happen. they planned the whole deal. I just went and. Oh, you just show up and told <clears throat> what to wear. I just went and like went to all the bars basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's kind of like a bourbon, like a really really clean bourbon street, mm-hmm. like just bar after bar after bar right next to the water. Well, I think you used the example. It's what Charleston and. Well, yeah, actually, the uh, the Uber driver told us that it was if Charleston and New Orleans had a baby, it would be Savannah. Now, they don't seem like cities that would actually claim their baby. Is that well, why they stuck it down there at the bottom of Georgia? It's in the marshland, yeah. yeah. Charleston's the mom. It's a little closer to the mom than the dad. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
yeah, yeah. I'm glad to be back. I, I, I'm actually I was concerned I wasn't even gonna have a seat because apparently Matt did so well that I don't have a. I don't well, have we a, we haven't had a time to take the vote yet. Oh, so we we'll wait yeah. for Caleb to get back. Well, this so. could actually be your audition now. So I got to re-audition. Got to re-audition for your seat. <laughs> well, we thought Matt was gonna come in strong and and make a, raise a good argument for taking over your spot until he came in with Kahlua and flowered shorts. Day, that, Daisy that, pants. That ruined it for me. Yeah, and Mr. Daisy Pants doesn't stand a chance in here. Okay. Where's he at today? We love you, Matt. You're great. You know, mainly because you bring us booze, but we we think you're great. And I'm starting to worry you wear a lot of linen in the summertime. Linen? He'd fit right in. Uh, And Jesus sandals. Does he wear Jesus sandals? It was a fish fry event. He looked like he just came from a cookout. Jesus sandals with socks or nay? No, I didn't see socks. Okay. (laughs) From a lady, all gentlemen, all two gentlemen that listen to this show. Mm. Flip-flops and Jesus sandals are turnoffs for women. Oh, really? No, flip-flops, says. too? They are, yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Okay, yeah, what about are. baggy jeans and flip-flops with a collared shirt? Oh. oh that's almost vomit. <laughs> that's douchey. Is that douchey? Is that what a douche canoe? Oh, my God. Guys, get it together. And if you're going to wear it, at least make sure your toenails are looking oh, yeah. decent. Talons. Yeah. All right, well, what well, if your big toenail looks like it's made of wood? Is that okay? <laughs> Shit, that's even worse. That's, that's like... You, you got George Washington toenails. You got more like problems than just... I mean, you need to go to a podiatrist at that point. I think that's a just fungus, have it fungus removed. among us, I, don't, I, believe. I don't believe in podiatry. Just have it removed. No, I don't believe it exists. Okay. The whole well. damn toe. This cut the toe off the base. <laughs> it's a fraud. Do you really need the big toe? They yes, say you can't for balance. Yeah, for balance, balance. Yeah. yes. That's a crock of horse. That's what no, separates us from the chimps. No. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you, I had a freak accident a couple weeks ago where you lost your toe. My foot, my foot got stuck in my golf umbrella in my car, and you know golf. I'm short. She didn't so, play golf. Like I fell out of my car and Just slammed an my foot onto the concrete, mm. and I thought I broke my big toe. You do need your big Can I toe. Have some whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your glass? Please, right sir, there. may like, I, have... I leave for one week and everything Jason, falls apart. His glass is on the table right there. It's that candle. Just pour it I'll in there. Out of the candle. <laughs> Here, he can have this. I think somebody might have accidentally washed my glass. Oh, what'd you do that for? I hope you kicked him out of the gym immediately. Okay, before we get off the shoe topic, how do you feel about combat boots? Just, I love so combat I boots. Okay, good. I've, I've yeah. not been wearing these for Wait, no reason. Wait, flip-flops are out, but combat yeah. boots are in? Or? Absolutely. They're so manly. Mm. Now, have, yes. a, have and, a pull of that right there and see what that's about, because I'm telling you, that's the real deal. That beard's going to catch on fire. You know what? It's strong as hell, but it's good as hell. Oh, it's smooth, but yeah. it's like, mm, wow. That'll burn your chest that's for a few minutes. That's a sipper. Yeah. I see your eyes kind of trying a, to this water. This is one you want to put in the navel. That's a COVID killer. The navel? Who's, who's navel? My navel? If it's hairy, no. no. <laughs> I, mean, I can fix that. <laughs> All right, back to shoe wear for men, apparently. So, combat boots are in. Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, what is a combat Listener number sleeping? five is like, I'm fucking done with this show. Yeah, this is This bullshit. is every damn week. It gets worse and worse. Now they're talking about wooden toes and, and <laughs> flip flops and combat boots. I thought last week was, was decent. I was worried about it. It was decent. But I got through it yesterday and I was like, I went better than I pictured in my mind. Did we so. gain listeners or lose listeners? Well, I don't know. I just you count myself. Uh, What's our download count? Um, Did we pass a thousand? Eleven, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Let me whip out the trusty laptop. Hang on a second. That that wasn't a cue. That was dead air. Y'all can keep talking. Keep talking. Okay. Well, Sid, what got you here today? 
How's your week been? Uh, it's been so busy. Tell me about training, your, training, your training, training trauma and your school trauma. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I've been driving back and forth to Winston all, all week and um, training for um, group counseling and a form of group. Is that why you're here? Yes, mm-hmm. it's absolutely. It's an intervention. But it's, it's basically for, for my um, clients who... I serve that, you know, it's just, it's called, it's called moral recognition, recognition therapy. And so MRT. MRT. So it's, it's trying to teach these probationers and parolees how to think like us NORPs, as we're called, um, from a higher level of moral reasoning, basically. So if we're called NORPs, what are they called? They're just called participants. Okay. Yeah. So can we call this instead of MRT? Can we call it Mr. T? No. Okay. No. Okay. So, so yeah. Newsflash. We're up around like 14, let's a little over 1,400 downloads. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet. But now I will say that <laughs> my 9-11 episode is kicking the hell out of y'all's um, episode eight. Okay. Because the first week down It's not a competition. Y'all Damn, Jason. Yes, everything's a competition. So... <laughs> Well, if yeah. it's a competition, my ketogenic bodybuilding podcast is like at 4,400. <laughs> they don't count. <laughs> Apparently, people would rather like talk about you know working out and being in shape than conspiracy theory. That's not my fault. Jobs. Yeah. yeah, crazy ass people. Well, when there's only three <clears throat> podcasts on ketogenic bodybuilding, it's you know. However, that, that being said, Caleb's episode about That's predestination this swamped us all. So, oh yeah, yeah, he skunked us all on that one. So, <clears throat> oh well. I'll see how Sid does on episode nine, I guess. <laughs> no oh, pressure. God. Are we oh, in general God. trending up? Well, there is one thing that I've kind of been thinking about, and it's um, uh, masculinity, toxic oh. masculinity. Are you or, for or against? <laughs> or the, um, you know, and I talked to you a little bit about this, you know, you that, I was, that I was interested in, in the maybe doing a, She is pointing to the gentleman. Jason. Yeah. Jason. Oh yeah, not Houston. She talks yeah. to me about that stuff. Um, about yeah, I don't how can we get Houston's masculinity up a little bit? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> probably no. a pill for that. Um, but just kind of the um, demasculation of American men and and what that has done to our current generation. So you're saying you prefer salty over sweet men? I, I prefer a good balance but i do prefer for my husband to run the household okay it's yeah. probably about a 70 30 if i had to pick yeah. put a yeah. ratio to it 70 yeah. percent salty 30 percent. but let's sweet. get to rob you know <laughs> before um before we start diving into that well, he's How 100% about that? Salty. what are we getting him about what's he done well yeah, what the, what i the mean you he, he, <laughs> when'd you get here <laughs> maybe i don't want masculinity i mean rob you've got too much um, oh. is that even a thing <laughs> no um we hadn't asked him about his week well it's just me being toxically masculine all week. oh okay you know i've got a theory that um Really, it's not about Republican, Democrat. It's not about left and right. It's about beta and alpha. Or, or yeah, alpha and beta. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can see that. I really believe that. You know, because I'm going to make a statement now that it's going to make me look like the most misogynist, sexist piece of filth. Those sound like dirty words. Could be. Are you getting excited? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. 
Um, and maybe this is just a coincidence. Nipples are hard. Cool. Maybe this is a coincidence. Have you noticed that, like, in, in the political sphere, when you have the female pundits and, you know, political experts mm-hmm. and so on, the women, this is just me talking as a man who's observed. Have you noticed that the, the Republican or more conservative women are generally smoking hot and well put together? It seems like a lot of the ones on the far extreme left are like cuckoo whack job, like crazy people. Hot messes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed that? There seems to be a trend. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, I would say that conservative people probably, you know, kind of take their own appearance and possibly approach to the world and attitude. Yeah, take that amongst, you know, as their own self to fix and to... You know, it seem like versus ex- a, someone on the far left who is waiting for someone to fix everything else in the world. Yeah, it doesn't Except seem like for me they're, or they're damaged. Asshole. It's almost like they're damaged in some way and looking for to adopt a cause and and rally around that cause to maybe get back at you know what they perceive to be what you know hurt them or messed them up or. I, I, now that I would hundred percent agree with. If I look, and it's not even a male female thing. If I look at the people I know. On average, I would say that the people who appear to be trying to be accountable and take charge of their lives have a tendency to skew more conservative. And I'm not yeah. saying good or bad. I'm just saying it it appears that way, that if you corner them on something, they'll get, yep, I was wrong about that. Now, I've also seen that a lot of the right side conservative also carry a lot more ego, or at least it's displayed differently than, mm-hmm. a, than a left-leaning the left lean's ego is it comes across more entitled, passive aggressive, where the right ego comes across as "Where's mine?" Yeah, you know, kind of things. Um, that that seems to be. Do you think maybe also that the deep state is so entrenched in Hollywood and the music industry because that's their way of parading attractive people around? Because that's the only place that they're going to be able to produce them on a regular to, basis to be an alpha in that yeah. arena yeah i would yeah i would agree with that <clears throat> funny story this week um i was in my office came in i don't know monday or t- tuesday i believe you know everything's hitting the fans so i've been gone so i come in and there's two people in my office having a but debate actually it must have been wednesday because it was after the debate about <clears throat> you know conservative versus you know the far left and um one of them, the the far left, brings up the word QAnon and says, have you heard of these whack job people called QAnons? And the other person says, I've heard a little bit about it, not sure what it's about. Well, I mean, I've come to the conclusion it's a 15-year-old in their basement. They don't even know who they're following, what it is. And, I mean, they're actually saying these people are eating babies. I mean, can you believe what kind of a moron would believe that? And I just kind of snickered to myself as I walked to my office because obviously I can't <laughs> see anything. But, you know, being in management. But I was just like, it's funny how it's even gotten to the left now. And, and just like we talked about what on episode one maybe about how they're going to skew it and make anyone who yeah. believes that look like a an idiot. An mm-hmm. uneducated idiot for believing the parts they pick out to be what they focus it, it's on. an organization that is simply asking people to think for themselves yeah but that's and then you're going to get fringe QAnons that take it too far or there's going to be some level of infiltration 
maybe from the far left that is posing as a QAnon. And these are the ones that piss me off, the ones that are saying, that's not Joe Biden. That's a clone. Joe Biden's already been executed at Gitmo. (laughs) And every Hollywood actor is currently on house arrest. Obama's dead. Hillary's dead. And all you're seeing is deep fakes and body doubles. If that ends up being true, I'm going to say, well, awesome. I was wrong. And it's going to be the greatest day I've ever been wrong in my life. But I'm sorry. I just don't believe that. I think that's silly. And I think that's a way to discredit the movement that, you know, really when it first started out was kind of a brilliant thing. Yeah. That exposed a lot of, you know. And that happens to everything. You get disinformation. It happens to everything. You know, it's, it happens to the same thing with Christianity. You could yeah. use TV evangelists and, you mm-hmm. know, weird sects of different religions that have made real, you know, Christianity. You know, it's 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 detracted from it and made them mm. look like whack jobs. It, where people, you know, there are some people that think that all Christians are Benny Hinn. Yeah. All right. Christians are Kenneth Copeland. You know, these people are freaking evil. You know, all Christians are the Pope, you know? Yeah. So, and it, it just gives it a bad name, but maybe that's on purpose. Well, I think so. It's just like, I, I never say it right. Antifa, and, and, Antifa. Antifa, Antifa, whatever it is. The Antifa, that's a pretty Antifa. good one. Antifa. <laughs> My Antifa My done told Antifa. me. Um, the minute Q starts to become a little more publicly you know, awareness in the community, they just latch onto it. So just to damage it. I mean, that becomes part of their MO is right. anything they can latch onto to create more chaos. They do, which is their slogan, obviously, but that starts to hurt that cause. And so I have to look at everything and say, everything in life is a spectrum, which is nothing but a bell curve. So you might start off right dead in the middle and this is solid and you start getting the weirdos left and right. And so everything turns into right. What, what part of the spectrum of Q are you on? If you start getting over here, I'm going to start backing off and go, yeah, now you're just a crazy person. Oh, yeah. But you might have based it on something originally that was legit. somewhat solid and legit, but now it's just gone. Because one of my arguments with everything is, and I think I've said this before with the Oprah thing about, this is my truth. Well, no, there's one truth, not yours. The truth always exists between the two people, not 100% on another person's solely and the other one's 100% wrong there's there's almost a, never 100% wrong you know that black and white can't exist right. you know well it can exist but it's rare um, I mean we've got stuff in our family life that we have to deal with all the time where we're looking at this person we have to deal with and it's like dude you are just insane but if you back out of it and be completely objective no skin in the game alright well the way he was raised and the way this happened this happened I see how you he would approach how, it this yeah. way I'm not going to say I have empathy, but I can have some sympathy to understand it, which allows me to then soften my approach a little bit and back out of it, not for his sake, but for the people he's affecting to go, all right, so that when we are in some sort of drama around this, I can go, all right, look, in order to back out of this a little bit so I don't get so upset that I go over here and punch this guy. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, he had a rough childhood. Yeah, this happened. Yeah, his life's not great right now. He's going through this. He's got so to you, put that energy somewhere. Yeah. You have to We just end up being a target. Yeah. But that's the problem. It's all about perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you start talking about, well, this is my truth, you know, in the grand scheme of things, yes, there is only one truth, but everybody 
and, and I'm not totally disagreeing with mm-hmm. you, but I am saying that two individuals, their perspective is quote unquote their truth. So I think it has been just so overused. This is my truth. This is my truth. You know, that's not what it used to be called. It used to be called perspective. Um, and you didn't take that as a truth. I totally agree with you. And that's so, where we take some words and we apply them to the, you know, the definition of the word means this and you've appropriated it, right. used it here. And that starts to diminish the power of that word. Right. So when we talk about, you know, the left versus the right, and we talk about, you know, how they each approach things, it's perspectives that have went way too far because they take those perspectives as their truth. And, um, you know, that's the problem. Um, But I did, bringing it back around to demasculation. Yes, and why did you reach out to me with that? Was that a personal (laughs) attack? I'm I'm curious about that. No, it was not personal at all. Maybe she sees you as the source of knowledge and she needs clarity because... Evidently, I'm not. Well, oh, no. That, okay. All right. Let's back this train up. My little feelings is hurt. <laughs> no. I feel bruised. No. Jason, because... what do you think about uh, demasculinity <laughs> in your life and in the podcast? You still got uh, your well, balls. No, <laughs> let me. Oh, sh- God. Okay. So there, for those of you who don't know, um, there is a difference between demasculation and emasculation. Okay. Cool. So emasculation is removing someone from power. Mm-hmm. Demasculation is taking away masculinity or, you know, parts of masculinity. And the reason that I think that's important is that if we look at our current um, state of, you know, the of society, we're seeing men who really don't fit that that term of man anymore that definition of man um as rob would say the the beta cut Mm -hmm. soy boy yeah yes exactly so what i personally feel now none of this is based in fact well it's (laughs) your your truth though (laughs) it's my truth um i feel it's basically just preparation for the control yep Um, yeah now, you now know, what I find interesting because we hang on, yeah, hang on. You're good. We don't she used to have, shut up. <laughs> I'm used to this. Jesus. We don't have the the views of men and men carrying pitchforks and like raising up against what they truly believe anymore. Okay, you know, right now it's just they just kind of go with the flow and 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 that's scary. Comply. Okay, so let me because ask you. who's going to protect. Let me ask you this: Do you yes. think it's a regional thing? Do you think that it's it's a it's a countrywide problem, worldwide problem? Do you think the good old boys from Hickory are maybe more masculine than someone from, say, South Florida? What do you What do you think here? You think it's just in general? Um, I mean, I think it's definitely widespread, but I do think it's regional as well. I mean, I do think that a country boy. Yeah. Not necessarily country boy, but, you know, someone from Hickory or Granite Falls. Like or, Slim. Slim's pretty masculine, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's masculine. He's not even here. Um, what? Are you awake over there? What the hell? He's not here. What do you want me to do? <laughs> he has 14 grams of carbs. He does it 
but I do I do think it, it's it's widespread. But yes, there are regional. Well, I would say the regions are also. It's the spectrum again. Yeah, they might be on the back end of the roller coaster. They're they're going to get pulled forward eventually. Uh, it's being pushed from the. Yeah. It's being pushed from the top though. Yeah. I mean, have you not seen like the fashion designers are are yeah dressing men like women? Oh, well, back to and, the music, everything and, else, I mean, and it's in TV commercials. The overwhelming majority of just normal TV. I'm not talking about beer commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, normal TV commercials. It's always a, a pay attention to this. You'll see it all of a sudden if you think about it. When they show a couple in a random TV commercial pushing just a random household product or a random food item. The guy always has a scruffy millennial beard. He's always wearing a zip-up hoodie Mm. and looks like he hadn't been to a gym ever in his life. And he's being made to look like a moron. And the wife or the girlfriend is taller than him, well put together, attractive, and strong mm-hmm. and generally comes across as the person in control of the situation or has shown the man you're an idiot we should do this or you're an idiot we should buy this or don't worry honey i'll rescue you from your idiocy and that's just the way it comes across we see this all the time nancy notices it i notice it we're like there's another one there's another one yeah. there's another one we've even had a game one time i'm like watch three of the next five commercials just pitching a product or a food item the guy will have an old navy hoodie on a scruffy millennial beard not a manly beard and the woman will be taller smoking hot and superior and three out of the next five that came on were exactly like that we're like every sitcom's that way too every sitcom's that way. now let me make this completely clear to any female that is listening i am all for female rights absolutely i am all for um you know, closing the wage gap. I, it, it's oh, not, let's not lose uh, our yeah, heads Yeah, let's here. not go crazy. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not saying that um, I'm against anything that um, has propelled women to to be seen as equal. That's not what this is. What this is is it, they're not bringing women up. They're bringing men down. Mm-hmm. And, and equality is a false god. Nietzsche quote, right? What that means is, it doesn't mean it's not about inequality. It's about men are different than women. Women are different than men. We all have our own unique strengths. We have our weaknesses. We can lift each other up. We can support each other. I do not want to be equal to everybody else. I want to be an individual. Right. You know, and testosterone is attracted to estrogen estrogen is attracted to testosterone there are elements about my wife that are way stronger than me there are elements about me that is way stronger than her i may be physically stronger that doesn't make me superior it just means that we are different and men and women come together and use their differences in union but that's that balance of to create balance i got my hand up Okay, so is my question, okay, when, when you guys are going, uh, uh, let's say you went to the mall shopping, right? It's 930, the mall's closing, it's getting dark. You parked in the uh, under the parking deck. Mm-hmm. Sydney, are you having to walk in front? Is Houston walking behind you? Cause... Well, let me just say this. I never, <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> need him to protect me in well, that I'm not way. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, in my mind, maybe, call me chauvinistic. 
in my mind, I'm standing in front. Absolutely. If some shit's going to go down, I'm, it's going to go down to yeah, me first. See, I'm the other way. I protect from the rear because I take the wolf pack approach. The leader of the wolf pack follows the behind so he can see everything. I think the so, whole point of this is, yeah, we are looking out for our significant other. I yeah. mean, yeah. if she's behind me, I can't see. She's in front of me, and she's usually slightly at a 45 degree angle off my left shoulder, three steps in front of me. That's I can get a hand on her if I need to. But I can do this. That's your military It's shit okay to be that way. My wife is all of five foot two. She mm-hmm. carries a gun everywhere she goes. Yeah. But she'd be the first one to tell you if she's in the middle of a parking garage and you know three thugs come up on her, she's going to want me there, mm-hmm. A. And B, she's not going to put herself in that situation anyway. And you know, here's the point. And I've even got a, a good... There's a, the jiu-jitsu... The head jiu-jitsu instructor here made this point. He is a... All nearly a black belt in jujitsu, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. He's significantly smaller than me. You know, he's, he might be 170 pounds. I'm 200 and almost 30 pounds. And muscularly, I'm very strong. He is not, but he is amazing at what he does. And yeah, he would absolutely take me to school if it's him against me in, in jujitsu or martial arts, or you put us on the mats or whatever. But he even admitted, he even admitted we were just having a fun conversation about me doing jujitsu and I just told him I don't have time. Da, 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 da. He even admitted, I sure as hell wouldn't want to fight you. Right. Because you're bigger than me. And if you got that punch in or you got a hold of me just in the right way, it'd be game over. He said, more than likely I'm winning because I'm well trained. And I agreed with him. Mm-hmm. But my point to this is if you take a five foot one woman that weighs 118 pounds, I don't give a shit if she's a third degree black belt yep. in five different disciplines. More than likely, if I am really fucking pissed off mm-hmm. and my goal is to take this woman and throw in the back of my van no matter what, the odds are well in my favor. I don't give a shit if she's yep. got a gun, if she's got a stick or a bow staff or how well trained she is. More than likely, mm-hmm. I have practiced this. I'm going to sneak up on her. I'm going to overwhelm her. I'm going to grab her ass, sling her ass in the back of that van, duct tape the shit out of her before she can say three words, and it's over. Mm-hmm. Right. These people are professionals. Yep. These human traffickers are oh, professionals. Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying that that I could, you know, totally protect myself and prevent myself from being taken, Um, you know, if that were you, their goal. You've done things to increase your odds. Yes. And that's all any of us can do. That's the, so that's to, the best you so can do. To that point, a friend of mine in our building, he has a dojo downstairs. He's trained all his kids. He's a third degree black belt in something that sounds like Japanese. I don't I I went down there a couple times just to like get a sense of it. Akita. And his I think at the time, eleven year old daughter, she was approaching like brown belt or black. She's getting near the top. And so I'm looking at him serious and I'm like, okay. Here's the scenario, mall, white van. I'm going to put your daughter in the back of that van. I know nothing. I'm just like 200 pounds bigger than she is. Right. Can she stop me? He goes, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm willing to do this. And I looked at her. And I was like, I'm, I want this serious. You do anything to me you want to. I will, it is not a problem. I'm going to take you out that door. And he's stepping out. It's just me and her. And I literally just grabbed her, threw her on my shoulder, walked out the door. And she's just flailing. He got so mad at her. It's like, you lost all your training. And I'm a friendly. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is my point, guys. He's it's living just, in a fan fantasy. Yeah, world. I was like, you can't, you know, shockproof this. Because in, until you can get over that, 
that initial freeze factor mm-hmm. of I've vapor locked. I've locked up. I had this case yesterday. I take my oldest to drive to volleyball practice. So she's driving. Now I'm very black and white about it. You're going too slow. You need to get, come on, commit to driving. Your turn's coming up. Why aren't you signal? Let's get the signal on. So she has a fairly tight turn, right turn to make into the parking lot. There's a car in the way. And I'm like, stop here, wave them forward to give yourself room. Mm-hmm. There's another car down there. So let's see what they do first. Okay. They're staying back. So pull in tight right hand turn. So she's turning in, gassing a little too much. I'm like, back off, back off. She overcompensates, oversteers up on the curb. I'm not upset about that. She wouldn't stop. I'm like, stop, <laughs> stop, stop the car. You know, it's like that. Yeah. And she's just the whole time holding 10 and two. Her head's at a 90 degree looking at me in the passenger seat and she's driving into the school. And I'm like, I can't, it's a tiny car. I can't get my foot over there, put the brakes on. Yeah. She just vapor locks. I'm like, until you get that under control, I will not let you get your license and drive by yourself because that whole thing right there of your emotion taking over and in that scary situation, and that same thing happened. My wife can protect herself. She can hurt me. And I know that for a fact. <laughs> I don't mess with that. I'm glad she's taking those classes. I'm glad she's that. But in the job she does, she's going to be in rooms by herself with men that are known criminals, felons, drug addicts, etc. Her job, she might be in that building by herself with this person. I still am going to be scared shitless every day that mm-hmm. something could happen. Yeah, she's trained. We've prepared as much as we can. But yeah, there's always that one. Well, I think I took your 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 original meaning and kind of twisted it a little bit. What I was meaning by me being in front is my stature, and I, I shouldn't say that as like masculinity, but, but me you're just imposing. Me just being yes. a big guy. Yes. If I'm in front, most people don't even look my way. I mean, I, I hate right. to say they'll, that, but well, these glance people aren't then, most uh, yeah. people. Yeah, you know, right. Right. and you would probably actually be a target if they were coming. To, for me, take you yeah. out first. they would try to take you out first, which right. is why even though if Houston's in front of me, I have learned through training, you know, I'm constantly at eight directional awareness. I'm constantly not obviously. I not scan constantly. Yeah. Right. So because if they are coming for me, they're going to take him out first. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So. And that's that military term head on a swivel. Yeah. Right. Keep it moving. Keep right. scanning. And so, I've always had a little bit of a problem with the gray man theory in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And I've even had this conversation with people who teach this stuff. And they know more than me. But my point was, it depends on the individual, the gray man theory. Meaning, you know, we've all seen, what's the, the Denzel Washington apocalypse movie? Um Oh, uh, Book of Eli? Uh, Book of Eli mm-hmm. or The Road or yeah. even like The Walking Dead. You know, these shows... There's a difference between a 155-pound guy walking down the lonely road with his wife and kid behind him and this, you know, the shopping cart and with all their belongings trying to survive. You know, they always say, oh, be the gray man, blend in, blend in, don't look, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, in that situation, people are looking to survive and take whatever they can from whomever they can. So if you have the opportunity to be physically imposing, I think it's a benefit. So if you got 155 pound dad bod, normal average Joe insurance salesman walking mm-hmm. his family down the street and people are back in the woods surveying, you yeah. know, casing people when they yeah. go by. If I walk by at 230 pounds, let's say I have a Molly vest on and cargo pants and boots 
and I've got a military backpack that obviously looks like it has something long. You're conveying and, something like, eh, he uh, might not be the easiest target. Let's wait for the next guy. Yeah. Because even though we've got the drop on him, that's gonna that could be tougher to take down. Yeah, there's easier. So prey there, it coming. just it really depends on the situation. Yeah, of the see, person. mine's a hybrid. So I, my thought on most things, if you look to nature, nature doesn't lie. Because if it works in nature, nature has no reason to lie to you. A lion's going to eat something because right. that's its nature. So if you look at anything that has the potential to be prey, even if it's a predator, it does one thing first: it blends in. Mm-hmm. Then. If it's confronted and cornered, it tries to look bigger. Mm-hmm. So it's just like if you're told you're walking in the woods and a bear sees you, don't run. That's what he wants you to do. That's what he's attracted to. He's attracted to motion. Oh, shit, that's food. They run from me. I better go eat that guy. Right. So you're told be still, make noise, and start making yourself look bigger where he, to your point, says, mm, maybe I should reconsider this. So it's that whole thing of, so you'll see lizards. You know, mm-hmm. They'll yeah. scurry around. First thing to do is run. They're already blended in. Well, then you, you get one. Big old mouth open. Why is the inside of that mouth so fire red? To scare you and go, that's a big freaking mouth. I don't want to mess with that. He's going to bite me. And he's sitting there. He's a tiny little lizard smaller than your finger. But he's looking like he's a dinosaur. You right, know? Right. And that's, that's well, how When I, we're I out even it. like at the mall when, with my 13-year-old daughter, I can't tell you how many times my wife will go, stand there next to your daddy. Yep. Stand there next yep. to your daddy. You know, it, you know, if we go like to the outlets or to Charlotte or Concord mm-hmm. Mills where, you know, it's a known human trafficking hub. It's like... You hold your dad's hand. You stand in front of your dad. You stay with him at all times. Yeah. Because more than likely, the thug's not going to run up and try to snatch her away from me. Mm-hmm. But they definitely might try to snatch her away from Nancy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, some of this is common sense. But, you know. Well, and what I find interesting to that is Sid and I were going to a therapist for a bit due to trying to work out some things at home around the kids and the our complex right. household. And we both come from very traumatic childhoods and we carry a lot of that baggage with us. And so he was describing how you guys carry yourself as if, and if a, if a predator, yeah, it's good stuff. Boat, boat cleaner. He said, now he's, he's a, I'm going to call him an angry man, masculine, but he's been a little emasculated. Oh, okay. That, that, that's, he's been softened. Mm-hmm. He's seen some stuff, but he's chosen to lean more toward his feminine side. And I think we're all a blend of male and female, whether we're male or female. I like pretty things. I do, do. They're comfort. I like comfy pants. So you ever used him, a weighted blanket? I can't stand it. Sid loves it. That yeah. sounds like heavenly. I can lay 80 pound weighted blanket on her and she's like, oh my God, I'm so comfortable. Because I like massage therapy. Mm. I like pressure. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I even like if I'm laying on the floor and one of my kids jumps on me, I like just yeah. stay there. I like yeah. that, yeah. you know, pressure. It feels good. Yep. Yep. And then I hear about this miracle called a weighted blanket. Never had one. Mm-mm. It's something I have. We got to a fifteen do. pound one. I'll bring it to you. And you can try they have it. a You'll twenty. Like they smothered. have a twenty-eight pound one. I found. Yeah. Doesn't that sound wonderful? I huh? just take the kids and pile them on me with a blanket. <laughs> it's easier. So, so the therapist he's he keeps saying, "Well, look, you guys are carrying yourself as if you're a victim. So you're inviting people. Look at. It. I'm like, no, wait a minute. I'm walking around, not trying to look intimidated, but I'm trying to look like I'm aware mm-hmm. and that." I see you and I see you see me and I acknowledge that you might be a threat and I'm letting you know with eye contact that keep your distance. You're telling me that's bad that now he wants to attack me because I, I, I never could quite buy into that. Yeah. You know, I'd love Sid, your opinion well, on that. If you remember that conversation with him where he was describing how you guys do your trauma, you look right, like prey. Because there's, you know, um, in counseling, um, 
you know, they say that once you're a victim, you know, you tend to be victimized more and more and more. And it's because of the way you carry yourself. And, you know, it, it the, um, we'll call them the, the victimizers. Mm-hmm. Um, predators. The predators. They, they are very smart. Mm-hmm. They know to read body language and they know how to pick up subtle cues in words that you say, the tone of your voice. Um, they can just tell that you're an easy target. Um, it, do I personally feel like we carry ourselves as though we're victims? No. I mean, because to that point, I was told, you know, I was asked by. Mm-hmm my sensei hey have you ever been in a fight and i was like no i've I've never been in a fight i said why he said because you carry yourself like like you're confident that you would win which is a deterrent yeah Yeah, which is a deterrent he said so apparently a coffee table is too (laughs) (laughs) so um it's my bug out bag (laughs) so um yeah we'll call back so, um, it, do I agree with that? No, I don't agree with that. But I do agree that there are, you know, when you when you get people who turn inward mm-hmm. and they're walking inward. Now, I just have bad posture sometimes. But um, what if you're you always crying people, violently in your hands? Absolutely. <laughs> but when you have people who look at the floor versus looking straight in your right, eyes, right? You know, to a predator, if they know you're going to put up a fight if you're willing to look them in the eyes. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. stand tall, keep your right. head up. Right. right. So what I've determined then is our therapist was a predator and he was like, he was trying to get you guys out. out. <laughs> <laughs> so to go back and take one of the points that were made earlier, I think Rob maybe made it was about like, um, you know, the fashion designers dressing men like women who in this room, obviously we all wear black 99% of the time. Uh, who was who would go to a fashion designer as a man and say, I'm going to buy that? I mean, if, if I'm looking for something to wear. If it's from 5'11's fashion designer, I'll totally wear it. Well, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, I've never, and maybe I'm the exception the fringe, to you know. Demasculated men. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the fringe, super far left, axe to grind, cause, I, I've got to prove this by my actions and how I look and yeah I would never go look and say okay I'm gonna go buy an outfit because I need one for a wedding I'm not gonna say it's it's I'm not gonna say it's because of somebody's sexual preference but I think that probably more often than not you know people who lean that way would probably be more apt to buy clothes like that right well I get that that. a a masculine man is not gonna go buy a fucking skirt yeah, you know, right? I, and so I can't obviously, really I have no fashion sense whatsoever. I, don't you hate that? I mean, I, I, if you're Scottish, that's great. Yeah, you know, put the blue paint on your face and scream freedom, <laughs> William Wallace. But keep the kilt off, okay? You know, I think kilts are incredibly sexy. Oh, maybe. oh, what? This is the first time I've heard that. I've had a kilt in my Amazon list for a year. <laughs> Incredibly sexy, by the way. For real? Before we get the kilt, can we get him the the tanning bed package at least? No, I want the white ass flounder legs. (laughs) (laughs) Just get the knee high socks. Like the belly of a shark. (laughs) (laughs) Now blend in. You ain't gonna attack that, are you? True. Somebody's come attack me. I'm just stripping naked. That's just gonna scare anybody. So if we're looking, if we're looking at men today, who have who have these demasculated factors to them, 
And then we look at, and we're not talking hippies or people who are, you know, um, with the, not, not just these people. I mean, that, that are more hippies or uh, really identify and, and support the women's movements. It's not just that, because then if you look in the 70s and the 60s at Woodstock, you know, and all that, those men were hippies. Oh, yeah. Love, mm-hmm. not war. But they still were men. They still had those men qualities. Yeah, they were just hairy. <laughs> that, no, I, but, but they weren't Prissy. sissies. Prissy. You know? And... I really feel like today, at least the generation below me, it's like you are totally being set up to be controlled. Well, we get into that all the time, and I'm going to use our 13-year-old boy as an example. So my thought is a a boy to turn into a man has to be raised by a man. Mm-hmm. The mom's definitely there, a thousand percent important, but a mom can't teach a boy to be a man. Just like I can't teach a girl to be a, a woman. woman. Exactly. You know, now, can I contribute to that? Should I be there, be part of it? Yes. But there, I don't know how to teach some of these things because uh, it's not in me. Oh, I firmly believe that, yes. So there's times where I, I get on the boy. I'm like, no, you will finish this job. You're not going to quit this because you're not a quitter. This is life. You can cry, suck it up, but we're going to finish digging this hole and we're going to fix this pipe. Yeah, your hands are hurting. Mine too. I need you to toughen up a little bit. Well, she'll see me being rough on him. She's like, are you being too rough? I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to back it down a little bit. But I can't back it all the way down and go, oh, that's too, sorry, buddy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. There's an appropriate time for that. Yeah. yeah but you can't be too. I mean, I remember when my sons were just like two and three. Yeah. If they got a little bit out of line, I'd hang them upside down in the closet. Mm-hmm. I would crank Slayer and turn on, turn on strobe lights. I'd leave them in there for an hour, yeah. hour and a half. And that wasn't child abuse at all. By the time I came back, they were as docile Wide as they could possibly be. <laughs> Compliant. You know, we all have our methods. Uh, lots of yesers. Yeah. yeah, I never had an issue after that. <laughs> it only took three times. <laughs> Rain and blood, CD, yeah. crank wide open in a closet. <laughs> With a strobe light yes. on. <laughs> and, and let me just be clear when I say this, too. You know, these, these um, mm. people who are... Um, Antifa and stuff like that, you know, destroying cities and flipping cars. That is not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about masculinity. That's a hissy fit. Mm -hmm. That's not masculinity. Right. It's like Republican. If when Obama won, you know what I did the night that I found out Obama won? I went, oh, shit. Mm. And I went to bed. Yeah. I didn't go burn down AutoZone. Yeah. You know, that's the difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? And if Sleepy Joe wins, I'm going to be probably like, well, this is fucking bullshit. Oh, shit, shit. Now what do I got to do? But I'm not going to go burn down Target. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's plan B. But, well, we okay. assume. Yeah. Now I need to hunker down. Yep. I'm going to assume my business is going to tank. Yeah. I need to be prepared to have some conversations yeah. with yeah. my guys face to face and go, not what I planned. Here's where we are. Ha- you know. Yeah. Do I want that to happen? No. I hope yeah. it keeps going. But like I said, you have yeah. a plan A and a plan B. I've got, yeah. That doesn't make you, I mean, maybe that's why we're conservative because we have plans, but not yeah. always making it someone else's fault. Mm. Yep. But okay. Houston and I have discussed this fairly recently how, you know, I can remember my grandfather and, you know, he was like the, just the model of what you would 
think a man to be. You know, he they lived in a very rural part of Virginia. The man would walk to the train, hop on the train, be gone for a month at a time to work in the mines to take care to bring money home to take care of his family. Meanwhile, my grandmother's taking care of the children. And I'm not saying that's the way it needs to be, but it's like a mindset has changed. And when we started changing the way that we raise our children and we started changing the way that we approach uh, raising boys and taking that toxic, trying to take that so-called toxic masculinity out of them. Which is basically all masculinity is seen as toxic. Right. Right. That's when things really have kind of. But on the flip side of that, there's a difference too. I mean, there's a difference in having masculinity and expecting. I, I don't believe in roles. Correct. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, I feel like I'm pretty masculine, but I, I still don't think that it's. I mean, I, I will mow the grass, but I'll also I cook. Well, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, in our house, I mow grass. Yeah. yeah. So in I'm our saying, house, it's a blend. It's this job needs to get done. Who's available to do it? Right. Now, I've taken on the primary role of get the groceries, get them home, because she hates going to the grocery store. Great. I don't care. I'll take care of it. I'm primarily cooking, unless it's just a crazy day, and she's like, I got it. Now, that could either be she's cooking or she'll just get takeout. doesn't right. matter. It's taken care of. So, to me, being a man, it's you show up, you say what you're going to do, and you do what you're going to say. And you just be consistent about it. I think there are some roles, like in my house. You know, and Nancy's clear about them. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. really have role. I mean, I'll cook. I'll load the dishwasher. I don't care. I'll ch- change yeah. diapers, you know, whatever. Yeah. But she's like, you know, you take the trash out. And if the oil needs to be changed, you do that shit. You know? Oh, hey, My well, father-in-law's calling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm in trouble. And, uh, Is he listening know, if, already? If a, if a pipe bursts in the basement, you're the one that's going to go get raw sewage on your face while you're fixing it. <laughs> not me. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. yeah. I'm cool with that. Well, yeah. my father-in-law is a good example. He, her dad, uh-huh. like, yeah, like everybody already knew that. I, I yeah, kind of figured that out. His other wife's father. Yeah, exactly. don't, don't get your women confused. Yeah, oh, I hate that when that happens. <laughs> so Tony, to me, is a, a model. He shows up. He doesn't complain. He tries every chance to stay positive. Good, solid respect for God. Good relationship with God. Do I agree with every thought he has about so No. But we can have a conversation and go, well, that's your thought. Here's mine. Okay. And we respect each other for it. I can look at him at any given time and tell if I'm doing the right thing by how he reacts to me. And he's a gauge for me. So if, I've, if I'm about to do something, sometimes I'll go, what would Tony do? Tony would do this. Okay. That's about what I was going. I think I'm about where I need to be. And I think every man needs that, or boy, yeah. needs that in their life. Somebody. And that's, how I, am, that's how I am about Batman. Yeah. yeah. What would Batman do? You know, so yeah. Yeah. I'm more along than what would Deadpool do? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But just to reiterate here, I'm I'm all for us not allowing men to beat their wives. You know. Um, (laughs) Well, I thought that's what you were saying. (laughs) What? (laughs) I am all for us not allowing men to beat their wives I'm not I thought saying... we were all in agreement here I yeah. thought it was like a united front let's be <laughs> so consistent now, now we can't hit our wives that's not uh, what you said in the yeah. apparently I'm now, not saying 
I, so what I'm, was that the other night you had me do? Oh, <laughs> wow. That was hey. just for the OnlyFans right. channel. Oh, that was sorry. just that was to get subscribers. Okay. I thought that stayed in the bedroom, but okay. <laughs> okay, um, Houston, I got the camera on. I need yep. you to smack this. I, <laughs> Mama's got to pay for some new shoes. Come on, you're smacking okay. like a pussy. <laughs> what is the OnlyFans smack side? Yeah. I'm still waiting for the coupon code. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just, you know, and I'm getting red here. Uh, thanks, honey. Match your headphones. Um, yeah. So, you know, be masculine. I'm glad we've changed some of the behaviors like, you know, hey, I can sign up for a credit card. I can, you know, without Wait, my you've husband's got credit permission, <laughs> you know, do What the do hell is things. happening here all yeah. of a sudden? Well, well here, here's, I think this will be Next fun. Next thing you know, they're going to be able to vote. Now, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to throw myself in the deep end. Compare me to your ex. Talk oh. about toxic masculinity. Now, that to me was true in the ballpark. Toxic. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. not seen as um, as a, a partner Person. at all. Like, I was not seen as an equal um, at all. It was just control, control, control. And that was, that was tough, you know? And there were some, there was some violence, um... And, you know, but as far as you, you go, you couldn't spend, you still you have buy a candy bar. No, I could not buy a candy bar without, without permission. permission. Yeah, that's because sugar's bad for you. And I worked two jobs. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, I should say um, so. Maybe there was bills to pay. So, um, you know, so with Houston, there's still that head of household masculinity. He gets angry. Mm hmm. But it's what he does with his anger that matters, you know, instead of being abusive or that. He comes in here and lifts weights is what he does. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, be get angry. That's okay. It's, it is part of a man. Mm -hmm. It is. Or a person. Where we, I get angry and I cry because I'm angry. Um, men and women are different. We are not the same. But, I stomp around in my military boots. Right. But, <laughs> you know, he still sees me as though I am equal to him, even though, to your point, Rob, he has strengths and I have my strengths. It, they complement each other. Right. And right. It We're a it's, like, it's like our, at our house, I, and I, I'm going to say I will take the Caleb approach to it, if you look at the biblical piece. I will take care of things outside of the house. I will be primary breadwinner, do what I got to do, all that. I couldn't tell you when my check goes into our checking account. Mm -hmm. I don't ever I don't ask, have a clue. I don't know what's in savings. I don't know what's in checking. No, I don't I even, just, I don't know how yeah. to log into my online banking. No, I don't either. I, don't I, 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 I need to give it time. She could totally clear oh, me I out right be, now and run to Belize and I would be like, no, where'd you go? I don't, I would, I don't no know clue. how to log in. I yeah. don't know. I have no idea. Because I trust her. She's in charge of that. And I know that if she needs something, she's going to say, okay, we need to do this. I go, okay, trust you. You got it. And that to me is the right blend. Yeah. Uh, because I don't need to, one, I don't want the micromanage, pressure of having to micromanage. Yeah. It's a, and if you don't have a partner you can trust like that, you probably need to work on that. Not necessarily leave, but two people need to work on that. You've got, you should be at that level. That would have been a good one for Caleb to jump in on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I just don't have that knowledge. <clears throat> oh, come on. You're in Caleb's seat. You should. Nancy, Nancy made a point of what her definition of masculinity is to her. 
friend that was getting married a, a while back, her friend was getting married and invited her to the wedding, obviously, and said, you need to come to the bachelorette party. She's like, okay. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? She's like, well, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and then we're going to the strip club. And she's like, Ugh, okay, why? She's like, well, we're going to go watch male strippers. She's like, okay. I married one. And she's, and her friend said to her, don't you like male strippers? She's like, oh, God, no, they're disgusting. She's like, what do you mean? She's like, listen, I don't want to watch some gay guy in a G-string with Fabio hair prance around on stage, you know, acting like a complete moron. That's not masculine to me. I'd rather watch a, a man in blue jeans shirtless out back chopping wood. That's masculinity to me. I don't give a shit about male strippers. I think it's silly and disgusting. And when I heard her say that, I was like, huh. I've never. He never... put on his blue jeans. <laughs> got shirtless. So the next thing, I got some trees to cut, honey. I'll be back in a little bit. Two hours later, we had firewood for days. <laughs> and it was two of the best nights I've ever had. <laughs> but no, I, I think that's that, why his back's been hurting. You know, I, I think that that was a that was a unique perspective that I'd never heard before coming from a woman. That was, and it was genuine because it was it was me overhearing her talking to her good friend, yeah. saying, "Oh, gross! No, they're disgusting." No, th- th- if I want to see a man, I want to see a fucking man, uh, yeah. you know, doing manly shit, you know, and that's how she described it. I was like, okay, well, good. So yeah, and that's where men and women are very different because is it men weird that have... I want to see women in blue jeans shirtless chopping wood? <laughs> it is not at all. You guys have no. I think problem. that's a fetish. That's I, a fetish, yeah. I believe. I, but I think we just came up with the navigating dystopia calendar. <laughs> so, all right, we women. need we need twelve women. Yeah. Busty, if possible, but we're not going to complain. <laughs> to give us pictures or video or you both. better be careful because you may start getting pictures and Nancy will not. I know I will not be listen, happy. pumpkin. I know we only got eleven freaking <laughs> listeners. Okay, uh, and they're okay. dudes. Okay, and four of them are sitting in this room right now. <laughs> calling four of them are right here, so we have no worries. Calling me pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> that. Is an issue. <laughs> oh, see, now, that seemed pretty masculine to me. I don't see? know. Just like Jason Sweet. earlier, when I had chance. issues with my headphones, he was like, "Just give them to me." <laughs> like I didn't know. No, how to this work is more headphones. of me making fun of you for assuming we actually have that many followers <laughs> that would submit pictures, let alone women. <laughs> women, do you think there are? 12 hot busty women followers that would submit topless photos chopping wood to this group of people i'm just saying be careful we might get three videos emailed to us they're going to be terrifying i'm going to put my money on that we're going to get a bunch of they're going to put you off your food man boobs yes it's just going to be hideous it will put you off your food for days some dude named carl is getting his camera out right now oh i can get one right now but that is where men and women are vastly different as well whereas i i'm like Nancy, I don't think male strippers are. We'll get the axe out tonight. <laughs> I don't think male strippers are sexy in the least. Give me a man in a kilt. A kilt. Dang, I'm telling you, that's that's the second time <laughs> ordering it's now. been brought in up in this boots. podcast. In combat You got that, that one-click right. ordering whoa, on Amazon? Whoa, whoa! I wear khaki shorts, combat boots. And black socks. Khaki shorts are different. And you make fun of me all the time with my little legs sticking out of there. No, no, no. There's a difference. tiny little matchstick legs sticking out of there. There's a difference between khaki shorts and a kilt. Okay. Okay. Um, You watch too much Outlander is what you did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nancy does never ask me about my chest workout or my back work. She always wants to know how legs were. 
Huh. That's all she really gives a shit about. So she legs likes, is the thing. She likes big muscular legs. Yeah, legs are shit. important. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, you know, men are perfectly fine going to a strip club and, you know, I I don't know. Well, not, I mean, seeing not their know, wives. The, 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 here's, l- let me... Let me give you a perspective, in just maybe just me, about strip clubs. When I go to a strip club, and I've only been to a handful in my life, and it was never because I wanted to. It was, I was drugged there with a couple other guys or whatever. When I go to a strip club... I don't want to go. I don't want to no, go. No, this is how I feel. I'm 100% honest. I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Mm. You know, because the whole thing seems kind of silly to me. Mm-hmm. And then me, you know, married, children, whatever, I'm wondering... Is this poor lady having to do this because she's trying to pay off some debt or pay her way through school? And, you know, God, you know, I'm sorry that she has to put herself in this position. Then there's the other side that might think, yeah, she's laughing all the way to the damn bank. She's making a, you know, I, I worked in a health club scene down in Tampa, which that whole economy is run off strip clubs. And I knew some of those girls that, you know, were at the gym and they would tell me how they were making five grand a night. Mm-hmm. So they're laughing wow. all the way to the bank, you mm-hmm. know, so... But no, I, I don't understand personally how a man can go to a strip club and get any satisfaction from that because you're watching a very attractive woman from you know eight, 10 feet away and it's nobody you're going to take home. Right. It's nobody you're going to have a relationship with. It's strictly visual. I, it's never done anything for me, ever. I was like, oh, she's pretty. Okay, now what are we going to do? I mean, it's, it's to me, it's about the relationship and the interaction and... It goes beyond the physical and, you know, yeah, you know, we, we've talked about this. I second that 100%. A woman can be very, very attractive. And, you know, I've been through this, you know, before I, I met Nancy back in the dating scene. You know, I, I've met a couple of women that were incredibly attractive. And 20 minutes into dinner, I was looking for any opportunity I could to get the hell out of there. I couldn't mm. imagine myself with this woman for another 20 minutes let alone in a relationship. Yeah, well, that's one of the first things when Sid and I dated in our four-hour phone conversations, you know, two days in. It was like, I, as a man, and I like to consider, consider myself... How much per minute on those calls? Oh, it's like 999. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Within those calls... I, mean, I consider myself masculine enough to handle myself, but I'm not, like, over the top with it. For me, it was... You totally lost me on that one. I lost my train of thought. When you guys were talking four hours yeah, at a time. Yeah, 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 strippers. Yeah. Uh, strip clubs. Stripper. Oh. Boobs. <laughs> this, I'm going to say this is how I'm probably different than the average guy. You know, most guys can be so full of testosterone that I can't get it up. All right. I can only get it up if she's all just hot and this, this, is No, I can't if I don't have a connection with you. Oh, no. I, I, if I don't have an emotional connection with a person, I'm sorry. I, one night stands for me. It's like, I think I did that once. It's like, this is horrible. I don't like any of this. I need to like know the person to connect at an emotional level before the physical even show up. Right. It's very important to me. Yeah. I, yeah. Actually, I think you're more the majority than you realize. Okay. Well, good. I no, you, now. you know, the, uh, yeah, I think the but whole, we've been taught think, as men. Yeah. I think the other side is just yeah. what we hear on the freaking school, school yards, you know, I yeah. mean, or, or yeah. in the, in the bar. Mo- Come on, ninety-five percent of the stories we heard from all other guys back in high school were all lies BS. and bullshit. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, all but lies and bullshit. If anyone truly does feel that way and can go to a bar every single night, and I'm not knocking anybody if you if that's who you are, that's fine, you know. But I think something 
is super narcissistic about that person. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily about who they're having sex with. It's about them having sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's so not, they're looking there at themselves no in the mirror while it's happening, not the other person. <laughs> American Psycho. Yeah. Well, yeah. just saying. Oh, I, mean, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, well, True to his point, that is that is right. I mean, most people who are just constantly having sex, it's it's not with people that they. Mm-hmm. You know, don't know. Well, what was the movie about the two two buddies that were, went on a wine tasting tour, and the one turned out to be a rabid sex addict? That sounds so familiar. It was like Ricky Gervais has got to be in that. No, it was. Uh, oh God! All right, finish your thoughts. Yeah, yeah I'll think of it. Um. <laughs> he interrupted you. Um, Connection. That, that yeah that no that the, the, type one of the characters person. is exactly who we're talking about. That type of person is not doing it to fulfill any gratification in other people. It's all about themselves. Right. And, you know, so they feel like that's how they validate themselves, that they are attractive, that they mm. are, you know, and it, it is that narcissistic. Yeah. Well, we had a conversation in the gym this week about how people, you know, certain people has like no matter how maybe if you come in here and you're working really, really hard and you're in great shape and you have a, you know amazing body you still see the ugly kid or you still see the when you look at your, yeah, when when that person you, looks yeah. at themselves or on the flip side people who are extremely average see themselves as hey i'm great <sighs> i look awesome you know so yeah. there's it's always back to what you were saying is perception mm-hmm. you know is is how you sideways pers- never seen never it. seen no, it. it's it's a great it's got to be like a b movie or something no it's not it was highly acclaimed but this is like paul G- early 2000 paul, paul giamani mm. oh yeah uh, yeah he was the the wine geek buddy and Thomas Hayden Church oh. was the, his best friend, who was like a who actually played like a, a B movie soap opera star Thomas that was kind of on Church. the skids and the and the end of his career. And they wanted and and um, Paul Giamatti I think just got divorced, so they wanted to go on a, a wine tasting tour. And it turns out that Tom the Thomas Hayden Church character was a horrific, like serial sex addict hmm. to the point where it was sad, depressing, and. You know, it, the, they did a phenomenal job of showing the highs and lows of that addiction with him. Like, and and the buddy kind of helped him recognize that, dude, you got a freaking problem. Like, they would go to a diner for breakfast, and just to make the point, like in the scene, the waitress serving them was a very overweight, not very attractive young girl, mm-hmm. 20, 25 years younger than the Thomas Hayden Church character. Well, in the movie, what was his only goal? It wasn't to eat waffles. It was to take this girl and go have sex with her. And he did. And it was just bam, 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 done. Yeah. And in his mind, okay, there's Conquest 304. Now mm-hmm. I got to get to 305. Who's yeah. the next one? He's just right. working on body count. And, and it was an addiction. And it didn't make him happy. So that's like it didn't one notch away him. from a serial killer. That's just a different type of... It's a different type. Right. It, it didn't make him happy. It was There's no fulfillment. He right. hated yeah, his life. Like yeah. But it was probably rooted in a mental health Issue. Yeah, it's a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's yeah, probably on Netflix. But yeah, it's it's it was very eye opening to the, the sex addict. Now, net, Netflix, Netflix, it's not the same as Netflix. Oh, no. oh. No. that's a whole different site, right? Wow. Have I been on the wrong? Different. I've now, been is, on the wrong is side. That, is that going to be y'all's only uh, only fans? No, I think uh, I've been Netflix. on the wrong site the whole time. <laughs> you, you can't get it on your smart TV. This is P- no. PC only. <laughs> but if you've got a Roku, you can add those hidden channels. Okay, I did not know this. I did not know this. Yeah, you can add. Yeah, yeah. she's got another code, man. She's got another I've been code. missing out. Apparently, <laughs> Netflix. Dang. That he never got, shares. That went off the train tracks really <laughs> Real quick. quick yeah. <laughs> 
I'm always the last to know, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of time we got left on this thing? We know. Uh, we're at one hour and ten minutes. So oh, really, ten, that's oh, wow. a well, okay. surprise. So yeah, not as much dead air without Caleb here as I thought there'd be. Dead air. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we throw like Caleb questions at Sid and make her answer some stuff? Did we get any this week, or did we just get? Oh, I know. You, you I've got, got some? several. Oh, yeah. Let's fire away. Let's right, see what so she does. Let's see if Sydney can answer this one. If not, maybe she'll have to like pass it over to Caleb. But so <clears throat> dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Okay. We all know science doesn't exactly match up word for word with you know historical biblical stuff. Mm-hmm. But was was the Earth created? 145 million years ago or was it more like 4,000 years ago? 6,000. 6,000. Okay. So in my mind, like I've, I've heard people say, okay, well you can't, carbon dating for example, Mm -hmm. you can't necessarily take, you know, a mummy that was found frozen or a dinosaur that was found, you know, in a desert somewhere and say, oh, we've backdated that to, you know, 165 million years ago mm-hmm. because the way the pressure and the earth's core and all this stuff. So, you know, they'll say the earth's not really that old. What are your thoughts on that? Is it really that old? Um, well, we, Houston and I have actually discussed this many times. Okay. And so, you know, I've kind of adapted or adopted, I've adopted feelings and thoughts toward this. And yeah, I mean, I did, I, think there was a first world age mm-hmm. and i think the earth was the original earth was destroyed um maybe not in whole of course because you know but i i do think it was like not a mistake but it was wiped out and then other things were put here um and i think that and we've discussed that we think dinosaurs are a part of the first world age okay right honey mm-hmm. Yeah, the first world age, and so. So your thoughts of old world? You think we are? Yeah. You think the Earth is? Yeah. But yeah, there's a, yeah because old. there are rocks. I mean, rock rock formations. There's the rocks, Jason. There are, and yeah. there are rocks up. There. I wish I had some rocks in this. <laughs> there right are now. rock formations <laughs> that they have dated. You know, at, at least that old. Well, I mean, if you, you look at the Grand let's, Canyon, let's say not and, carbon dating. Let's say. When you dig down through the layers, the further you go, that sediment, like sedimentary rock, right. it, it builds up over time. Right. Um, or it's folded under in some sort of seismic event. So what I was taught, now, once again, I'm, I'll go back to like episode one. There's things I believe and there's mm-hmm. things I think. Right. And I skew more on things I think because I want to keep an open mind because I don't know enough shit to be able to say what I really believe these right. days. So I'd rather err on caution like it's leaning this way. So if I look at the Christian <laughs> timeline belief system and I look at the different you know, Bibles in the, Sorry. and the interpretations. I think the 133 yeah. proof is kicking in. Oh, so yeah. I looked over there and I thought I saw a snake on the <laughs> 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 that, that, that There are mentions of... I must scream like a yeah. five-year-old girl. <laughs> I'm glad I caught Masculinity is right out of the door. Yeah. <laughs> I'll run over and save you. <laughs> that there are mentions in of, your kilt. of first world age. <laughs> yeah. That that was when Lucifer fell. Okay. And that because of that, we had to have a second world age where God then created us in flesh. But we were here spirit, in a spirit form in a different form. And that when you look at Genesis 1, it said, and God created the heavens and the earth, period. That's an event. 
And that the thought is that that's an undefined amount of time. It could be a day or millions of years. Correct. Verse 2, in this thinking, and once again, this is just an interpretation of this one pastor that I've followed for a while, is that, and the earth was void and without form. But if you translate the verb was, it didn't exist as was. It, a better translation was became. So verse 1, and God created the heavens and the earth. That's a chunk of time. Right. And the earth became void and without form, meaning that's a transitional verb. Some, some shit happened. Yeah. Meaning God took up, his hands and out. went, yeah. and mashed it all up and went, well, that didn't work. Let me do this. I'm not suggesting God's fallible. Right. Somebody got in the way because of free will. So then he reforms it. Then the seven-day creation, well, six-day creation, seventh-day rest, is what brought us into this time. And that that's when Satan comes into the Garden of Eden. It says beguiles Eve, which that word translates to holy seduce, which means sexually. So it wasn't, hey, taste this apple. The forbidden fruit was, let's do the pokey pokey dance. Uh-huh. And then she goes, hey, Adam, guess what I learned today? <laughs> and that's where that started. That was their fall. Yeah. But the original sin Adam's was over there fall. chopping wood. Yeah. So then in Revelation. <laughs> in his Levo yeah. 505. <laughs> so what you've learned from that answer is... Yeah. Houston should be in Caleb's seat. Well, what I was going to say, when he got finished, I was going to say, that was a great answer, Sid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, dinosaurs could have existed in that first verse. Yes. I, okay. I, well, I solidified my faith in a creator, mainly because of a Christian astronomer mm-hmm. who walked me through some brilliant stuff and I read a bunch of his books and and the funny thing was is he used to be a hardcore atheist scientist astronomer physicist astrophysicist and when he became saved when he became a a Christian he talks a lot about that he said in his analytical scientific mind he said when he casually walked through Genesis Mm -hmm. he said his analytical brain immediately picked it apart as a long-term creation event. And he Mm -hmm. he says, I didn't even know people thought that it was a a literal seven-day thing. He's like, it it never entered my mind. And the cool thing was, is when he went on his journey and became a Christian, one of the things that really, that, that his seminal event for him was, is looking back in time. And he explains it so well. He actually even has a video that he made. He said, if, with the, the technology that we have with telescope technology. He said, everything that we are witnessing basically you know, is an extension of time. It's a time machine, yeah. So you can look back. He said, if you look back far enough in time, you can see the creation event. So now let me he, clarify it, that for a second. What we mean there is if you take a telescope and look, time equals distance. The further distance away correct, you look, correct. the further back in time it is. Because that light's just getting to you now. It's just getting to you. So he said, and, and he walks you through it in an intelligent, factual mm. way, not the way I'm completely destroying it. But he will walk you all the way back to what he calls the creation event. Mm-hmm. He says the creation event is when God spoke. Mm-hmm. He said, so yeah, there was a Big Bang. The Big Bang is when God spoke. And that's the programming language I've mentioned before. And you can go all the way back to that creation event where God spoke life into existence. And then you can see that immediate uh, shift from nothing Mm -hmm. to everything extending forward rapidly. Yep. And he said, in a long enough timeline, I can walk you all the way back to that creation event. Mm -hmm. 
And then he has these other books. His, his name is Dr. Hugh Ross, and he's amazing. And, you know, he's talks about Adam and Eve and who was Adam and the creation timeline. And, you know, I'm not sure I got this quote from him, but, you know, oftentimes just to make a point when people say, yeah, the earth is only 6,000 years old. I said, yeah, right about the time the Sumerians invented glue. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's yeah. not the well, way it works. Well, even what you're describing there, being able to look back, we the scientists have described the universe, the galaxies, and all that as being a bubble. So to tie into what you're saying, the Kabbalists, which are the Jewish mystic sect who believe in trances, pushing yourself further, almost a Hinduish type of thing. Now, it's not a religion. It's an approach to it. So they, they believe things like, Every verse in the Bible has 72 interpretations. And until you can get all 72, you can't really understand that verse. Yeah. Oh, my. Talking about the Torah, etc. So when they describe the creation, one of the interpretations that's fairly solid is we've all heard in how we were raised in Christian that we can't be in the presence of God because this is sin that we're in and it'll just burst into flames because he's perfection. We can't. So their description is God created a bubble to separate himself physically from us to protect us as we go through this, to make our choices, and that he has to be out here, which also ties back to God can't be here in the room with you throwing levers and pushing buttons because you would go, it'd all be gone. Right. Because we can't be in the presence of that. Once we die, we transition out of that bubble. It says to be absent from the body is to be in the presence of God, meaning you're outside the bubble back with him now, but you've got, but he's taking a piece of himself because God is within us is one of my beliefs. Mm-hmm because he put the divine spark in us as a way to go through. So then you look at it and go, okay, well, is God creating us as a part of himself to then have experiences outside of what he can do because he doesn't exist in time. So how does he, how does he experience time? Puts a piece of himself in a temporal state, which is this bubble of time. But he could have a whole other little aquarium over here that works completely different. Another little bubble, not different different aliens but mm-hmm. like something that has nothing to do with physical matter right and all these mad ex, mad experiments scientists in a room but with love you know what i mean yeah. so it's it's that to me is where it starts to get crazy because we look at ourselves in our little tiny little arrogant here's my position on my religion dude you just put such a limit on god by saying that that you're being blasphemous because you just put God in a tiny little bottle. Yeah. You don't have the capacity to your begin brain can't to understand. All that. Yeah. And you're saying it's wrong? How? So when I, mom raised me, and we were raised Christian, and then we went non-denominational. She was like, I don't have a problem with Hindus. That might be their path to their, their facet of everybody's God. Because God can be so multidimensional that... Muslims, that might be their path. And so I've jokingly said before, it's almost like every religion ultimately gets to God because God is all things. You know, some, well, God doesn't tempt you. No, it says in the Bible, God says, I will tempt you. Well, no, that means you're evil. No, it means I'm looking for those experiences. I'm pushing you through those experiences. I will bring that to you with my permission. And so it almost feels like that religious figures are carnival barkers. Hey, come over here to mine. So Jesus is like going, Paradise, I've got heaven. Come look at this. But then you got Muhammad over here going, No, over here I got seventy two virgins when you die. And then over here you got and it it's it comes down to the one you pick 
is right for you. So just follow those rules and then let me pick the carnival I want to go to and leave me the hell alone and let me worship the God I want to. Because right, that's so a, obviously that's a unique perspective. Yeah, right I there. think Muhammad's batshit, but that's just me. I don't <laughs> so obviously I answered that question so eloquently that you can throw me another one. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, well, we're, we're at an hour and 22, so this has to be the last one. Well, I'm just going to say real quick, what brought that up was um, when I was in Savannah, there was a, a thing that popped up in the hotel and it said... Um, click here to watch historic blah 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 you know how mm-hmm. they always have the yep. first 10 channels and i was like oh i was thinking it's gonna be the history of savannah and it was this show about how the appalachian mountains were actually what these the scientists believed to be the oldest set of mountains mm-hmm. and that they were the highest and largest and like even higher than the indies or whatever and they had everything had after years million years Eroded of erosion down. yeah that's where florida South Carolina, Alabama came from. The dirt's washed down. Yeah, yeah, everything washed down from the Appalachians. Yeah, and that, that's that been, when I was had geology class back in college, that was one of the things they taught us is the rounder a mountain, the older the mountain. Yeah. You know, so like the Rockies so like, are more jagged, so yeah. they're newer. Now, that's relative once again. That doesn't mean last week. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, right, right, but right. But you also look at uh, Yosemite's out there and still about to blow up at any minute, basically. Yeah. But you don't really get that here. We occasionally get maybe like a, a two on the Richter scale, a little yeah. vibration that says like, oh, get off me. Yeah. No, it wasn't me. It was just another little tiny little tremor, <laughs> you know, that happens in the middle of the night. We get one of those maybe every three years because we're an old stable plate where California yeah. Still rocking and rolling. Yeah. I just thought that was odd. And then that, that kind of like tweaked a little thing in my brain. I was like, okay, so if that happened millions of years ago, so how old actually is the earth? You yeah. Know? So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what triggered the question. I don't think it's 6,000 years old. No. 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 Much, Definitely. Much what, I, I call myself an old earth creationist. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Sid. Yeah, the old's not great. describing you. The old's <laughs> describing so the creation. Knowledgeable. It could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you spoke. I'm an in old that. guy creationist. <laughs> yeah, do what? I'm a really I don't old think you even spoke in that segment. I mean, it's like I threw the question out. And he's that's like, because Rrr. the men were talking. Yeah, yeah. Why are your shoes? Stand on? down, lady. Why are you in the down. kitchen? Don't you have some dishes to wash? Can you go make us a sandwich? Are you <laughs> pregnant yet? Are you pregnant with shoes on? Are you you let her on? have shoes. <laughs> she earns them every day. Yeah, he takes away butt. my shoes yeah. if I. Don't. Okay, well, Jason, good luck naming this episode. I'm glad you're doing that. I think it's Sid is asked to speak, but can't. Yeah. If it were me, I'd be like, who the fuck knows? If you like it, well, thanks. See you next week. You know, I think I spoke in one um, podcast that there is no room for estrogen in here. Yeah. Still yeah. applies. You still try. Well, you yeah. try to in my defense, she did start answering and said, right, honey? She asked me a question. <laughs> I just filled the void. Yeah. All right. Well, it's... Time to, to to close the shit show. Get into the weekend. We're going to close the Caleb, shit show. Caleb, please come back. <laughs> so, uh, I hope you enjoyed wherever the hell this was. And uh, maybe you can come back next week and tell a friend or an enemy. I don't think it matters at this point. And, tell uh, a masculine man or a non-masculine man. Or a little girly pansy boy. I don't think it matters. But uh, everybody have a great weekend. And uh, we'll do this uh, rolling train wreck of a show next Friday. Peace, guys. Peace. See ya. Babe, did I do okay?